Welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss the attempted murder of Brett Kavanaugh, the ousting of Soros-backed San Francisco DA Chesa Bowden, and the wonderful world of Pride Month. I'm Luke. And I'm Rody. And this is the Right Side of the Compass Podcast. So, Rody, um, it's been a good two weeks. It's been a bit hectic. Uh, we weren't able to get out our last episode last week because of the holiday, but that means we are well-rested and ready for this week. Yeah, um, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready? Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm pretty ready, actually. Um, and that means that the stories this week, they're actually pretty important because we've had two weeks to build stories. Um, so there were some stories we had to kill, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping that this is more or less the important things that needed to be spoken about. So, dear listener, we want to continue bringing you great content and to improve our offerings that we currently provide. However, we need your help. We need you to smash that like button, share this video with your friends, and subscribe to the channel. In addition, hit that notification bell to make sure that you get updated whenever we post a video. You can also listen to us on platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Google, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, really. Uh, and if you want to reach out to us, you can always DM us at the right side of the compass podcast at the right side of the compass on Instagram. You could also reach out to us by commenting on the video. We put a lot of effort into this this week's episode, and we hope you enjoy. Anyways, so let's get to topic number one: Brett Kavanaugh. Let's talk about how he was almost killed. Yeah, so I was reading this story and I was kind of confused a little bit about it. It's like, oh, let me let me go through the story and then you could tell me what you were confused about. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah we could do that. Uh, so basically, anyone who wasn't paying attention uh, should know that there was a guy that flew in from California uh, earlier this month. He wanted to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. I, I guess he said it was because of the 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 Supreme Court. Ruling yeah, versus Wade. Yeah, yeah, they that didn't happen yet. It. Yeah, yeah, they might be overturning it. So it was, it was for that reason that he was threatened. I don't know. I guess, but like he wasn't so, okay. So now, but what I'm confused about is you know reading the article you know from CNN. Okay, it's didn't end up doing it or didn't even end up attempting to do it. He got there and then he called the police on himself. So, I don't know. I'm kind of confused about that where it's like, well, what was kind of the whole point? Was it kind of just a political stunt to try to, you know, get people to, like, notice, hey, you know, Roe versus Wade and, you know, this bad thing happened? Or, you know, you know, did he just chicken out at the end? I mean, that's what it kind of seems like. But he gets there. He's in front of the house. And then he calls the police on himself twice. <laughs> so. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I was, I was thinking about the story as well, and I think, I think it's a very, I think it's very telling. There, there's several things that need to be understood. I think, I think number one, it's great that he reported himself. You know, most criminals they don't have the common decency to do that. I think it's very good that uh, he kind of stopped himself and said, like, "Hey, listen, I, I, I think I need some help." But you didn't have to call the police. You could have just. He didn't even go into the house or anything. He was outside the house. He could have just went home. And then, like, nothing would have happened. Right. But I, I, but 
the reality is is that if you fly across the country, because remember, this is a guy in California. He flew all the way to Maryland. You fly all the way across the country to kill someone for political reasons. You need a little help, and maybe it wasn't. That's probably what's going to happen. He's probably going to get slapped on the wrist with some, you know, you know, attempted murder, whatever. But he's also going to be able to go to a safe house and be able to, you know, get better, which I'm kind of hoping he will be because he stopped himself, which is very good. But I think and, and this is this is why I think it's it's very sad because you have this guy who's very clearly not well. And I don't mean this in like a like a derogatory way. I mean like it it, it takes a really unwell person to go premeditate a murder of someone you've never met for political reasons. I don't think he's a very well person. But he was manipulated by people that are much larger than him and will never ever get in trouble for this, by the way. Remember when Brett Kavanaugh was being was the the hearings for him and there were people calling him a rapist and a, you know, a date rapist and this and that and all these horrible things and just the way that people speak about Republicans more broadly. You have to understand that People are going to talk about their political opponents using certain charged language. That is going to cause certain people to behave in a certain way. That's a reality. Yeah, because words have power. Words do have power. And the reality is, and, th and this is further thing, if you genuinely believed that someone truly was a Nazi and he was truly going to do terrible things, I don't know. I think maybe you would be responsible to stop him. Is that his wording? No, 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 no. It wasn't his wording, but uh, basically, the the whole rhetoric behind Roe v. Wade that everyone that everyone who's Roe v. who's who's anti Roe v. Wade is somehow interested in putting women back in chains and you know the hand jobs tale or whatever it is. You know, it's 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 crazy. But the reality is, is that I understand. I almost understand his reaction. Because if someone told you that uh, someone is trying to take away, like, freedom of someone else, right, in a very tangible and basic way, I don't know, I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't do anything about it myself, but I can understand someone going to do something about it. Like, for us, it would be like if someone tried taking away freedom of religion or something? Yeah, imagine if someone started, you know... If someone wanted to legislate anti-circumcision legislation, now all of a sudden we can't circumcise our children. I don't know. If, I don't know if Jews would be so happy with it. Who of knows? They wouldn't. Right, but what would you do to prevent such a thing from happening? That's the question. I mean, it happened in the past. It did happen in the past. So many countries said, "Hey, you're not allowed to do this." Right, but a lot of the times in these. In these, in the past, they didn't have means of fast travel. They didn't have the types of weaponry we had. Um, although I don't know if I don't know as a side thing. I don't know if necessarily terrorism would would work as a tactic because terrorism works when it works for very specific reasons. I don't think it would work in such a situation. So you don't have to worry about me doing anything like that. <clears throat> but uh, what I would say is that. Uh, there, there are certain times when if people feel threatened enough, they might go and they might do crazy things. And the rhetoric used that surrounds the, the president and the Democratic Party in general, I'm not entirely sure that it's that it's 
the regular person's fault for thinking, oh, you know, these Republicans are Nazis. Because if you if that's all you hear, all you hear, Republican, Nazi, Republican, Nazi. If you don't agree with the gay agenda, you're a Nazi. If you don't agree with this thing, you're a Nazi. If you don't know you're a Republican, evil, woman hating, gay bashing, this, like, there's so many bad things. And it's just, I don't know. I can't blame them. How can you blame them? And uh, most people would say, like, okay, maybe it's not my job to kill people, you know, but a guy like this, he takes he takes the situation to his own hands and we're very lucky that he he kind of he kind of stopped himself but it could have ended very poorly and uh, by the way would would the demo gotten hurt or killed even yeah oh <laughs> of course someone could have gotten killed and by the way we all know that if the de- if this guy actually did go through with it and he did kill justice Kavanaugh, right they would never ever be good sports about it and say like that wasn't good. We are going to allow the Repo- we're going to vote to overturn Roe v. Wade because we don't want politics to be done this way. Like as a sort of anti-terrorism, you know, kind of stance, right? We know that. We know that they would never play fair. We know that they would take the win. They would they would they would cry crocodile tears and then they would take the W and call it a day, right? So we know that they would use tactics this way. They're not responsible for killing our politicians. They're not responsible for killing our judges. But if it just so happens that the rhetoric they use gets our politicians and judges killed, and then people get afraid to stand up for doing the right thing, and then they end up going Democrat out of fear, they're not going to be against that. So, Speaking of crimes... Speaking of crimes, well... Speaking of total lawlessness, Chesa Bowden, the San Francisco district attorney, was booted out of office. He was recalled. Okay, so would you like to, I guess, explain the the background to that? Okay, so basically, uh, in the beginning, the there was there was nothing, and then the Lord. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, we're gonna fast forward <laughs> a little bit. We're gonna fast forward a little bit. Um, <laughs> Well, we we have to start from the beginning of this of this problem, which is that the the world God created the world, and that's why we have these problems. <laughs> yeah, we need to blame yeah, yeah. somebody. We need to blame some. Oh no, just kidding, just kidding. Um, yeah. So what happens? So in every city, there's a district attorney, right? Big big, big district attorney. Big and, and his job or her job is to prosecute criminals. Right or job, or well, in San Francisco. <laughs> How far well, do you want to go? <laughs> well, in San Francisco, it could very well be in it, but uh, I digress. We digress, as it were. <laughs> Anyways, so what happens? So these district attorneys, they are voted in to office by people, right? These are essentially lawyers on the on the dime of the American on the city taxpayer, municipal taxpayer. And their job is to prosecute criminals. However, it seems that George Soros, a uh, noted uh, billionaire who uh, is apparently problem, uh, apparently responsible for all the world's problems, if you are on the right, as opposed to Sheldon Adelson, who's the left's George Soros. Uh, so George Soros has been pumping a lot of money into the American system to get DAs that agree with his politics into office and what they'll do is they'll do things 
like say, oh, we need criminal justice reform. So they'll let criminals off easy, catch and release, things like that. Like no bail. No bail. Um, apparently, Chesa Bowden uh, tried to prosecute police officers for manslaughter, which is a very weird thing for a DA to do. All right. So anyways, so anyone who knows what's going on in San Francisco at the moment, and by the way, this is not a Chesa Bowden problem. This is an America problem. A lot of big cities in the United States, they have all these, uh, they have these very, very hardcore left-wing DAs that uh, essentially allow people to get away with murder. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Like you'll, uh, was it like a few months ago, there was a guy in a car who like, you know, uh, ran over people like from a parade and like they found out like that he got off from like bail, like he didn't had no bail or something like a, like a, like a few days ago or like, and then he just went and did that. Right. That's right. That's, and we could talk about that in a second, but the, the, the thing about this is that, um, in this specific instance, San Francisco, they, they had a new rule, which says that it's, I don't remember if it's, they, they're not going to prop, prosecute or they're not going to attempt to stop people who steal things from a store under the value of a thousand dollars so they're not so like police will not even arrest these people yeah yeah, exactly alone, so, like have a bail or go to court about it yeah, yeah so what will happen is is that you'll you'll see a bunch of people go into a store in san francisco and people will just take like black garbage bags take like nine hundred dollars worth of merchandise and just run away with nine hundred dollars that's, that's so stupid because what's defining under a thousand dollars so what i mean by that is like you know for example when you put money in the bank all right if you put in ten thousand dollars in the bank the bank by law has to tell the irs so what rich people do is they'll put in nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars so same thing here like and then they can just do it again. You know, they can just put in another $9,999 another time. So it's like the same thing here. It's like, well, I could just now steal, you know, maybe $500 worth of stuff here. And then like another day, 500 stuff here. And then, so what's, you know. Well, yeah, that's part of the, well, that's the problem. Because first of all, $1,000 worth of merchandise. There are a lot of stores where $1,000 is a lot of merchandise. If you're, if you're like, if you're in a fancy schmancy electronics store, Maybe you can make off with like two game consoles, but yeah. there are certain stores where everything is just cent store. <laughs> yeah, you can walk off like the store for a thousand dollars. So it's not all the, at this point. It's more like five dollar stores, or you know, I remember when dollar stores were dollar stores. I went to a dollar store. Something cost me eight dollars. I was in shock. Um, it's <laughs> more of false advertising. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is very false advertising. But yeah, there but a lot of the store there are a lot of stores in San Francisco that are closing down, such as Walgreens, because they can't handle people nickel and diming steel nickel and diming their merchandise, right? Which is to say, like a bunch of criminals come into the store with a black garbage bag, they come steal things, right? And they stuff them in the garbage bag. So you go to San Francisco, you'll see like everything is under lock and key now. Everything is under lock and key. If you want to buy a stick of chewing gum, you need to talk to a representative. Which is very silly, because then at that point, just go back to the old type of stores where you walk in, you ask the store owner to go in the back and get your stuff, and then that's how you do it. Um, but enough about the stores themselves. In general, San Francisco is just full of 
human feces and 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 needles from heroin addicts we all know that they've been they were trying to distribute heroin to junkies uh in general san francisco has always been a weird place my mom grew up in san francisco i know i know san francisco can be a very bizarre place it really feels that san francisco is it was always a bit you know lawless but it's getting too much and now yeah, and so even though San Francisco is Nancy Pelosi's district, and even though San Francisco is perhaps the biggest blue cancer on this on on the country, right? Sixty percent of San Francisco voters decided we had enough of this district attorney. We need someone to enforce the law, right? Yeah, sure, San Francisco is a bunch of degenerates. Yeah, sure, there are people walking around naked in the street. But the reality is, is that even they they want like their stores to not get robbed. It's a very basic thing, but. I think that, uh, uh, you know, a little bit basic, a little bit basic, <laughs> not, not too, not too important, not important at all. But I noticed, and this is what I was pointing out to earlier. I noticed in the article we were re- I was reading from, it was in CBS, I believe CBS news, right? It talks about all his desires to reform San Francisco and to make it more inclusive and this and that. But I didn't notice any platform of Chesa Bowden's to tamp down on the lawlessness. So is this a new age for California? Are we going to see uh, more responsible governance in California? Probably not. I don't think so. Probably not. That's what it seems like. It's the direction it's going. I don't think so. I think I think what's going to happen is going to be there's a little pushback because I think even like the the ultra wealthy libs are realizing that if everything in in if if the Walgreens in San Francisco are under lock and key, it's affecting them too because a lot of stores are closing down because it's just crime. So I think they want like less crime, but I don't think they're going to get rid of like the policies that that are really going to matter. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like uh, what was the picture that Elon Musk. Uh posted he's like oh uh he posted like where like he is and showed like democrat and where they are and that like he didn't change just that you know the the you know the politicians have changed and so like yeah even these you know far left liberals you know are seeing these changes that are ridiculous and are like yeah but i don't think they're gonna be like oh you know the all these people are robbing from us maybe we shouldn't have like drag queen story hour uh yes but crim- I mean, crime is a, is a whole other ballpark. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I think there's I, I really think there are two issues here, right? There's the there's the there's the general degeneracy of society, right? And then there's specifically the degeneracy that affects the wealthy, right? We're not going to see any changes to like the kind of liberal degenerate atmosphere we're seeing in in California, but you might see a clamping down on the crime because it's not popular. There's no one on the planet who wants their things stolen from them. And a lot of these liberals, they want to live in these nice big houses in nice suburbs. Um, but they can't do that if there's no stores, if everything's being robbed all the time. I, mean, I think it's more of they just want to get rid of petty, you know, they want to, I don't know, these people live in in bad circumstances, that's why they're they're stealing these, th- in doing petty crimes, and they don't want to put someone away for five, ten years for, you know, a game console that they stole. 
you know, you want to put someone away for five, 10 years for, you know, attempted murder or, you know, something like that. But like a little petty crime, it's like, do they really deserve to go away for 10 years? And I, I don't, I don't know what the sentence is, but I'm just, you know, using. I'm just. But that's know. the thing; they don't put away like people who kill other people, right? Because otherwise, Chicago would look a lot different. Two murders happen in Chicago every weekend. That's not normal. Uh, you're right. That uh, is that not normal? I don't know what the rate is. No, that's not normal. That people die every weekend in Chicago. Oh, I mean, yeah, that probably should not be happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, you don't. That's why people don't want it because the reality is, is that. Most people like where they live or they wouldn't live there, right? You're right. And if there's a lot of crime, then people would move away. Yeah. And so the people who want to stay in San Francisco, they're like, oh, you know, I don't want to be robbed. So <laughs> really? Whoa. <laughs> crazy. Want to be robbed? <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it's going to change the I don't think it's going to change the atmosphere of California. I don't think California is going to become red. This is a lot of Republicans are going to say, wow, Chester Bowden was voted out of office. Look at that. That's a big W. I don't think it's the W they think it's going to be. I'm very blackpilled, but still, I don't think this is the win Republicans want. I think this is just proof that, you know, maybe the Dems have gone a little too far and, you know, California's still going to be blue, which is a real sad thing because California is actually the nicest state in the union. By the way, anyone who's wondering, California is the nicest state in the nicest union. Nicest in terms of what? atmosphere it's got like the best climate so socal is the nicest place in the united states best weather easily it's got nice beaches best weather it's nice all year round they have a drought <laughs> yeah i mean but that, but that's having like a drought and water issues yeah but that could be fixed with good governance but they have a great climate like you can't make New Jersey a warmer place I mean, in the winter. I mean, climate is very subjective. I mean, you have people who are winter people, so they obviously would like. You know, but, but winter people are just wrong. You don't. You don't have to. <laughs> winter people are just wrong. I don't know what to tell you. Winter people don't have like. Winter people automatically lose the right to their opinion. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I was being serious. Uh... The look on my face right now, completely serious. I'm not laughing. <laughs> Well, okay, okay. Yeah, but right. my point is, is that if you're a normal human being, California, especially SoCal, is actually really nice. So it would be nice for California to turn red because then you could go to the beaches in SoCal and not worry that you're going to get stabbed. But that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is, is they're going to tamp down a little crime in San Francisco, tell everyone's going to be a little better, bring back a little business to San Francisco, and then it's just going to go back to being the same way it was. Uh, but that's my opinion. I don't think California is going to become MAGA country anytime soon, which is uh, kind of a shame, in my opinion. Anyways, but so speaking of liberal degeneracy, I have a title for this topic, and the title is as follows. It's just a parade. There's no slippery slope and other lies we learned during Pride Month. So this comes off the heels of, <clears throat> well, number one, trading in our Ukraine flags for our pride flags. Now it's... Uh, we don't care about Ukraine anymore. Ukraine's old news. Now now it's big day. Amazing how we just move on so quickly. Well, it's it's Pride Month. Before it was Ukraine Month. And before it was Black People Month and Women Month. But now it's gay month. Now it's about the gays. Now you have to rave wave your rainbow flag. Um uh, as a conservative, I only, you know, 
I only wave the one that has the six original colors. I, I'm a conservative LGBTQA ampersand. I, I, it really bothers me how they started doing these whole like, oh, this is this day, that day, this week, that week, this month, that month. It's like, why are you dedicating all these different things to a month, a day, a week? The next thing you know, it's going to be a year. This is, you know pride year this is black history year you know this is pride decade this is pride (laughs) century (laughs) Century. (laughs) like i don't know it just it it just really bothered me how like why can't it just be why do you need to dedicate it to a month like you don't see you know jewish month well actually well there is a jewish month there actually is a jewish month may is i i believe may is when Jewish American History Month. When was this? No one cares about it because it's Jews, but I believe Jewish American. No, that's BS. I'm gonna look it up. Heritage Month. Jewish American Heritage Month. Let's see. Yaka yaka yaka. Jewish Heritage Month. When Jewish American Heritage Month. I'm on JewishHeritageMonth.gov. Okay, but fine. No one knows these people. Oh yeah, yeah. No, this was in May. Allegedly, although I don't remember this, I don't care. Nor do I care on it. Nor do I care honestly. Um, like even if there was, I don't want one. Yeah, I don't. I don't need it. Honestly, there's a there's enough Jew. I do Jewish heritage. I don't need other people doing Jewish heritage. It's very weird. Um, yeah, you know, Jewish history is Jewish history. You don't need it to be. Yeah, Jewish Jewish history is something I care about all year round. I don't care about it only because it's May. But like going back to like Pride, it's like again, it's like you know, you shouldn't dedicate it to a month, you know, it should be, hey, okay, you're, you're Joe Schmo, you happen, you know, you're gay, I'm straight, great, let's move on. Right, but, okay, so, but let's, let's talk about what happened already in June so far. So, on June 1st, this was to kick off Pride Month, this was definitely on purpose, by the way, uh, Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire launched his new documentary, What is a Woman? To critical audience reviews, I think it was like on Rotten Tomatoes, like a 96% audience score, and it didn't have a critic score, because the critics didn't watch it. Is that good or bad? It's very good. You almost, that's almost, uni- that's almost universal praise. That means... The people I'm just watch. confused about the rating because it's like, well, if it's Rotten Tomatoes, that means you don't like it. So if it's a higher number, that means more people don't like it because it's Rotten Tomatoes. But I don't think too much about it. It's a 96 <laughs> percent on, I believe, Rotten Tomatoes. And it didn't even get a critic score because critics never watched it. Anyways, in the documentary, which you need to watch, but I did watch so I could tell you it's very good. You should go watch it. Go get yourself a Daily Wire subscription. Well, I know what a woman is afterwards. <laughs> You, I, uh, you might, uh, I can't, I, I, I listen, it's my eyes been deceiving me for the last, uh, 25 plus years. Listen, I don't know. I still don't know what a woman is, <laughs> but at least I will not be one of those people that has 50 degrees in gender and sexual studies and still not know what a woman is. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, he, he talks to all these people and, uh, in who work in the field of gender and sex and this and that, and he can't get any of them to define what a woman is. So it, it was, as you can imagine, the left was coping very hard. They tried to cancel it. They tried to like use, uh, what was it? Dedic- uh, dedicated denial of service, DDS, DDoS attacks okay. <laughs> to like shut down the, the premiere, but it didn't work. They still premiered it. 
And now the left is seething mad, which, good, stay mad. But anyways, you should watch it in honor of Pride Month. I think it's a great video for Pride Month when you want to tell your kids what you're proud of. Anyways, but this is not the only thing that happened during Pride. Uh, of course, we've only been 12 days into June, and we've already had a Texas drag show for children at a bar, which is not supposed to be for children. At a bar. Right. <laughs> What's not for children, the drag show or the bar? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, so let, let me let me get this. So there was, um, I believe it, I believe, you have to see this. There was a Texas drag, did you, did you see about this, Rhodey? This, uh, Texas uh, no, I did not have the chance to uh, watch it. I mean, I read about it. I read the article you sent me. Um, right, but, but did I... you see like where it said like this isn't like something is not going to lick itself or something? Like it was very, very gross. And uh, I'm kind of wondering. Well, I'm actually not wondering because I know why. It's just I'm pretending to wonder for the sake of the show. But I'm wondering why they would have drag shows for kids. Um, and of course, there are a lot of great programs that try to answer this question they they address this problem and i think that they did an excellent job and i'm not going to step on their toes i want to go in a little bit of a different direction in response to the republican outcry that happened after the texas drag show for children which is a big to do by the way and you should you know that's a that's a whole thought process in and of itself the left kind of came out with these memes that said like, oh, if you don't want kids going to drag shows, then you shouldn't bring them to Hooters. Or you shouldn't bring them to sports games because there are cheerleaders and scantily clad waitresses. And, and um, well, on the one hand, yes. Scantily clad waiters, waitresses at Hooters are not for kids. Yeah. Sports so, games, I would debate, is a little bit different. Uh, so, right. So, like, I think the point they're trying to make is not that the sports game, I think they're trying to make the point that the women are not dressed conservatively. Yeah, no, I get I get the point they're trying to make. Right. So, but I don't think it's even a good point in regards to Hooters. Like, or I don't. Like, well, then you shouldn't take kids to the beach because, you know. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying because. Because they, because the 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 point of the beach, right? The, the beach, everyone is scantily clad because that's where the beach is, right? The beach is, you know, you don't show up to the beach in a burqa, right? Unless you're, unless you're Islamic, in which case your husband told you that you better wear the burqa at the beach. But uh, you know, the the point that was trying to be made by this person uh, or by these people is that hooters and sports games and all these things they're 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 sexualized and if you don't want to drag your kids to a drag show you probably shouldn't put bring them to hooters or you probably shouldn't bring them to um a sports game or whatever and well i see i understand from like a grand perspective kind of things that you know hooters is not for kids and you know preferably women would dress more conservatively and they maybe they would you know cover a little bit more of the cleavage but what what the what the difference between the the Hooters and the sports game versus the drag show is that there there it's different levels of of social acceptability. We're not talking when the left says, "Oh, the drag show," right? The drag show is just people being not for kids, right? They're not genuinely saying that because 
what you got to understand is that the, 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 the sports game with the cheerleaders who are admittedly not clothed the way that you would want them to be clothed, right? If you're, if we're being like, you know, good, you know, religious Jews or religious Catholics or whatever, right? But at least it's not, at least it's not degenerate in the same way that the drag or show is. Focus. That's not. No, it's not. It's not even the focus because, like, I think there are a lot of people that go to the sports games and they go, "Wow, look at this uh, very uh, scantily clad woman. Wow, look at, uh, look at this, uh, look at the way this person's speaking. Look at the way you know that is speaking. Whatever." I I don't think that they're really saying like, "Oh, we want to protect the children from all sex," because those people, I don't think they're schlepping them to a sports game. Where even if, let's say, the cheerleaders are not clothed properly, I still think that it's better for kids if I had to choose, right? If I had to choose what to show my kids, right? Hooters, a Hooters waitress or a drag show, I would show them the Hooters waitress. Why? Because even if, well, number one, the Hooters waitress, they're actual wom- women, right? Stands with your values, yeah. I like women. Um, <laughs> I like women. Sometimes. Um <laughs> But also, but also it's, yeah, okay, they're showing a little cleavage, okay, they're, they're showing a little legs, okay, but at least we're, like, that's what we want our kids to like, right? I want my kids to theoretically like women with, you know, like women, right? Yeah, maybe tamp down a little bit, maybe kind of be tasteful about it, but at least it's going in the right direction. At least, you know, this is what you're supposed to want, right? You drag your kids to a drag show, right? It's these degenerate men who you would never, you would never like dress up and bring to your family, right? Like a, a Hooters girl, at least like, okay, they maybe put on some more conservative clothes. You bring them to your parents. Your parents would be very happy that you're dating someone very nice, right? Um, these, uh, these drag show people, they're just degenerates. You wouldn't want them anywhere near your kids. Think about the degeneracy it requires for a man to sit there and put on these fake boobs and, and, and doll himself up so he can do this, what is essentially a minstrel show, but ma- instead of making fun of black people, he's making fun of women. Because that's what drag is. It's a very exaggerated mockery of female sexuality. And by the way, anyone who, who who knows about drag will tell you that. It's a minstrel show. It's supposed to be kind of mocking women, right? So it's not appropriate. It's not like, at least like Hooters, the, the Hooters girl presumes that women are women, right? Like, because at Hooters, they're not going to hire some trans chick, right? The minute they hire a trans chick, Hooters is going out of business. Yeah, because their audience is, you know, very specific. Exactly. I don't think any of the dude bros that go to Hooters are going to be like, no, you got to understand it's 2022. We got to respect his pro. We got to respect her pronouns, dude. No, no, it's totally cool. Uh, uh, that, that chick with a dick, that's totally cool. Totally cool. Like, no, no. The guys who go to Hooters, they want real women bringing them chicken wings, right? And that's, that's what they want. That's what they're there for. So... So that that's that's what I think the problem is because when when the when the right says oh we don't want the kids going to the drag show they're not saying and this is not what the the right there are some on the right who are saying hey listen be appropriate around the kids but it's not just be age appropriate around the kids it's also don't be degenerate around the kids it's one thing for a kid to walk into Hooters okay the woman is scantily clad he's never been to the beach before come on it's not about that it's about there's something worse about the drag show 
versus the Hooters or the cheerleader at the Yankees game or whatever or the or the scantily clad woman at the at the beach in her bikini or whatever it is that you find women not being because properly clothed. Feel, because you feel that, you know, you're teaching the kid then a value that um I'm not teaching so much as it's it's still just improper like it's wrong, but it's wrong for the right reasons, right? If you're if 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 a teenage boy goes and he's like goes to Hooters, right? He's wrong to do that because you shouldn't be like ogling a woman's breath. It's not appropriate to do that, right? And Hooters, the whole point of Hooters is that you're being served chicken wings by these women who need to cover up a little more. But at the very least, they're women. They're women. Number one. <laughs> they're women. Number one. Number two. They're also not stuffing dollar bills in in her in her g string like a drag show would. Like it's not appropriate. Like okay, so they're not dressed appropriately. Okay, but it's a it's a scantily clad women sh- serving chicken wings. It's it's almost like it's like comparing. You've ever seen the progressive pride flag with like the the trans colors and the black and the brown and it's progressive and it's got all the yeah. Did you I ever see that? So. You've never yeah, seen, I've seen. I've seen the bisexual flag. I've seen the. No, it's it's the rainbow, right? But they're on, on the left side. There's like a triangle that has like black and brown stripes and blue and pink stripes, and it's got no, like that, a, that. I haven't seen them. Yeah, so that's like it's essentially like Hooters was wrong back in the day, but nowadays we've gone so bad that Hooters is now like a concern. Like, who cares about Hooters? It's just women with low cut tops. It's not like it's not porn. You're not seeing her boobs. You're seeing her your cleavage, but you're not seeing porn, right? It it's the it's the imagination. There we go. Say, what? There we go. That that's the that's what you were looking for. Continue <laughs> what you were saying. I know what you're about to say. Continue what you're saying. No, because sometimes when you let your imagination, you know, run, it's you know, it's it's much more than the reality. Right. So. It's called you, you, so you know the the phrase or the the idea of leaving things to the imagination. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you're leaving things to the imagination. So like, yeah, these girls. The, the fact that like they're just covered up or like, you know, they're really tight and it's like, you're, you're right. You're not, you know, actively seeing them, you know, naked, but it's, you know, it's, you're, you're it's suggestive. It's suggestive. It's yeah. like, you know, like we all know what's under that. We all know what's under that shirt. Right. But at the very least you're not showing it. Which is sometimes I I don't know, maybe they've done studies where it's like sometimes more stimulating to the brain than, you know, than the reality right because because you're, you're laying your mind you know doing you know putting all the scenarios that you could think of with the person who's serving you <laughs> you know what it is you know what it is women who work at hooters are more attractive than porn stars for the same reason that prequels will never be as good as fan fiction or whatever you dreamed up in your mind because think about it when we had only three episodes of Star Wars, A New yeah, Hope... Sequel or prequel? Prequels. Okay. Right? So prequels, typically they'll explore things like older characters that you thought were cool, that weren't really explored in depth. They were just kind of there, but they were very cool. They became fan favorites. And so, like, these enterprising studios, they might go, well, what do we need? We need a backstory to this character. And then it always turns out to be bad, because guess what? It turns out that 
a studio executive working within constraints and budgets and monetary concerns is never going to be as creative, as inventive, or as satisfying as whatever you can think of in your own mind. And the same thing with a woman. A woman will never be as attractive as what your mind makes her out to be. Yeah, which, you know, comes down to also like, you know, you could we could have a whole other podcast conversation about this in terms of like, you know, when it comes to dating and, you know, your imagination and we could. reality and stuff we like could. that. We um, could, which is why, like, it's very important to find a girl with looks. This is a side point, but uh, yeah. it's very important to find a girl with looks, but don't get too hung up on it because anyways, she's going to get old. And anyways, they never look as good underneath the clothing as they do with the clothing on because everyone looks better with clothing on. There's a reason – one of the reasons we cover up is because we have all these imperfections on our body and we don't need other people looking at them. There are very few people – that look better with clothing off than with clothing on. That's just the reality. Most people, you need to cover up most of your body. That's just the reality. Most people don't. Um, most people are not lookers. Um, going back to yeah, um, let's go back to the point. But the but I guess the point is is that the left and the right here are arguing about standards. They're not arguing about whether it's appropriate for kids to do sex or not, or, or not do sex, but rather to be. Um, I guess to be exposed. exposed. Yes, that's the right word. Because we're always exposed to sex, right? There's there's a sexual the left is not wrong. Those those psychos on the left that are always psychoanalyzing everything, they weren't wrong when they pointed out that a lot of societies about sex. Like think about it. Like you see a man and a woman walking together, they have three kids. Anyone who's been to a a, a birds and the bee lecture knows what happened. <laughs> We, we, I don't need help. I, I, I can figure it out, right? But the idea is that there's certain things in society that we accept and there's certain channels of sexuality that we accept, right? Yeah. That's why, like, that's why when I was I was on one of these confessions, you've ever been to these confession pages for universities? Um, I've seen one. <clears throat> yeah, so one of them, basically someone posted and maybe we should do like wouldn't it be cool one time if we did a, a confessions, like a confessions uh, segment where we read the confessions from my university's uh, confessions page and we react yeah, to it? But we could do that. We could do that. Um, but anyways, the confession they, they did was this person had a problem because on the one hand, this person wanted to go, um, didn't want to uh, embarrass himself in front of his parents, but he wanted to have sex with a woman, Right. And he's not married to this woman. He wants to have a one night stand. And so I responded, well, don't you think that if you're, don't you think that if you're, if you feel embarrassed, that maybe it means there's something wrong with what you're doing, that maybe you shouldn't do it. And everyone said, no, but just because you're not saying it doesn't mean that it's not acceptable. But you know, the reality is, is that you might, if you're married, right. And you say you want to have a romantic getaway with your partner, right. Like you tell your work that you want a romantic getaway, so you take off time from work, and you tell your parents so that they could take care of the kids, right? You you don't have to tell your parents or your work that you're about to have sexual intercourse with your wife, but they also understand. And not only that, they're like, "Oh, that's that's okay, that's great. You should probably do that." You know, <laughs> no one needs to say a word, but they know exactly what's happening. But you would never tell your parents that you slept with a bimbo, that you spent the night with the bimbo. They don't. If you would go up to your mom and say, "Oh, I'm going on vacation. I want to spend some time with this bimbo I met," 
They don't. They also don't need to be told that you're going to have sex with them to know that that's what you're going to do. And you still wouldn't tell your parents that because that is not appropriate to do. So you would feel uncomfortable telling your parents that. Yeah. So, exactly. so this this is not an argument. Ever, and and by the way, this is not to say that children should be exposed to drag queens. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that it's not so much about the sex because we expose kids to what some people might say is sex, right? Because there are married people walking around. Yeah, it's not it's not graphic sex, but if you know what's going on, it is sex, right? We expose kids to these things. These are built into our society. But this, specifically this argument, is not about sex. This is about standards. What is appropriate for children? How should we be educating our children? Should we be educating our children that that it's one man and one woman and that men are men and women are women? Or should we be trying to gender bend everything? And should, should, be, should kids get involved in it? Should kids get lap dances from men dressed as women? That's the question, and in my opinion. And I think every good person... The opinion should be that uh, the worst a kid should do is go to Hooters, perhaps even. <laughs> By the way, I wouldn't take my kids to Hooters, not only because it's not kosher, but also because, you know, it's not for kids. But at the very least, you know, like, let's not compare the two. If you're be doing the wrong thing, do it right. Uh, exactly. Don't, <laughs> don't be a bloody degenerate. Anyways, I think that's, I think that's, that's what it is, too. I think. Unless you have something to add, I think that's about this discussion. No, yeah. Um, well, that's it for our show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. And if you want to reach out, feel free to slide into our DMs on Instagram and on the comments on YouTube and Rumble. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us and uh, have a great rest of the day. Bye.